Good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SENZ. It is long weekend, Monday morning. We're a two-hour show left for you this morning, and we've got uh, some great guests. We're going to be talking all things sport, plenty of things happening over the weekend, and yes, that debacle that went on in the UFC, <laughs> we'll be talking about it later on in the show. I went off on a rocket and uh on twitter yesterday i couldn't believe what unfolded in front of me and i put the curse the mocker on uh kai cut france when i sent sent the boys a message yes kai don't blink to the whatsapp group and then he lost on decision on point so uh maybe on the curse there you can blame me kai apologies for that but that's enough of that we're going to talk some basketball because here and abroad basketball is flying we've got the nba finals we've got the nbl and our man that knows everything basketball is going to join the show kempi who we got yeah we got tom abercrombie coming up he's announced his retirement uh from international uh basketball the world cup uh, obviously around the corner but signed on for a 16th season with the nbl breakers and he joins us on the line now morning tom how are you this morning morning lads i'm very good thanks for having me on the show mate just just take us through the retirement tom you know like uh with the world cup around the corner and obviously the signing on for another year with the breakers you're so close to that milestone did that have anything to do with your decision um Look, it's it's always a I guess a tough one, sort of making it official, and that was the that was the thing for me. I mean, I, I haven't played for the for the Tallbacks for a number of years now um, for various reasons, and um, you know, whilst I would have loved to have played one more World Cup, um, it was never really uh, in the pipeline for me. But um, you know, to to make it official and uh, everything, it's it's a weird sort of feeling, as I said um, in the interview, when I when I feel like I still got plenty to give in the, in the leagues and could have helped the boys but um, you know, it's one of those ones, it's a, it's a massive commitment for a World Cup and um, you know, I haven't been part of any of that build up and wasn't able to commit to being part of that, that process this year so um, be cheering the boys on from the sidelines but um, yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny sort of feeling. We think of the 110 times you got to don the singlet there, Tom. Mate, congratulations on your great international career. But you spoke about him being there for a few years now. Is there something that really stands out from your time wearing the black singlet? What did it mean for you growing up and, and you know wearing the singlet that many greats have worn before? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really special thing, and anyone who's been part of that tall blacks environment will mm. tell you um, what an awesome culture it is, and. You know, I remember watching the Tall Blacks as a youngster at the 2002 World Cup and just being inspired by yep. you know, the likes of Kirk and Phil Jones and Paul Hanale and Bouch and you know, all those guys who, who did Ed so well Book. at that tournament. And then Ed Book, of course, you know, how did I miss him? <laughs> um, but no, then, then getting the chance to um, you know, lace it up and, and play with some of those guys in the Tall Blacks um, you know, eight or so years later and... That was that was really cool. So you know, some of the teammates that I've had along the way have been heroes of mine, been great friends of mine. Um, so awesome experiences with those guys traveling the world. Obviously, playing in World Cups is is the pinnacle, and I've had some really wicked experiences in Turkey, Spain, and China playing in three World Cups, and and those those memories will stick with me forever. Just want to talk about the desire to play for the Tall Blacks. Um, there's obviously so many competitions around the globe, a lot of money on offer. Is the desire to still be a part of that that black singlet there? Do you, do you feel like we're going into this with all uh, with a full strength side at, at our disposal? Um, well, look, I mean, 
time will tell who's sort of selected in that squad. Mm. But it is, as I said before, it's a massive, massive commitment. Not only the tournament mm. itself, but the whole build-up and everything like that. There's, there's more yeah. international basketball than ever before, and the reality of um, us down in our little pocket of the world is, you know, we have to get out on the road and travel a lot for these tournaments to get ourselves up to to game speed for a World Cup. And um, you know, the ones I've been mm. part of before, it's, it's a sort of two-month process of that that build up and everything being on the road and it's a it's a massive commitment that's um you know it's why i think the guys like steve steve have um struggled to be part of that before because you know there is a lot of other stuff going on um you know, guys are playing for the tall blacks because they love their country and they love that environment it's not a financial thing by any means um and so asking them to make that sacrifice time after time is, is a toughie Mm. Is is there a certain element, Tom, that if you go and play a World Cup as a younger player, you're kind of putting yourself um, out there, and 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 it's a bit of a showcase event, and and maybe that's why mm. you know older players tend to step away, and you know like the likes of Stephen Adams, he he didn't need to be in the showcase. Yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's absolutely an element to that, and I remember playing at the the 2011 World Cup in, in Turkey. Um, it was sort of a bit of a coming out party for me. I, I played some some really good basketball there, and the opportunities that that came up out of that, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, I had all sorts of offers from from big European teams, you know, trying to get me to go over there after that. And um, you know, the the subsequent stints I've had playing in Europe, um, you know, playing for Asvel in France and Saint Sebastian and Turkey, you know, those opportunities all came up because of my performances for the Tall Blacks. Nothing to do with you know, playing for the Breakers, especially back in that day, um, you know, these teams weren't watching the the NBL at all. They were they were eyes on all the international basketball, and a good performance on an international stage could really open up all sorts of doors. And uh, whilst there's more exposure, I think in the NBL these days, um, certainly playing well on that that world stage is is the best chance for these young guys to to break through. And um, you know, all eyes are on a World Cup, and you never know who's watching. Hey Tom, over your career, you know, from Westlake Boys through to the uh, Tall Blacks, what, what what have you noticed the differences um, over that long period that you've played, and are we in a good space as far as international basketball goes? Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably well, I'm trying to I'm trying to guess here, but maybe it was before the last World Cup in China. There was a, there was a massive shift in how that whole qualification process worked, and you know, previous to that. It was sort of one big international trip every year where the Torbets would travel over to Europe and play a bunch of games. And, um, you know, there might be a World Cup every four years or Olympic qualifier every couple of years. Um, but nowadays you've got uh, international windows, you know, spread throughout the year. Teams are trying to, or countries are trying to qualify for World Cups and um, Asia Cups and all that sort of thing. So there's a lot more international basketball now. And I think that's still starting to sink in with the with the general public just how much more international hoops there is and you know COVID didn't help having a, a couple of years off and taking that that out of the spotlight a little bit but um more and more into the future we're going to see the tall blacks playing in New Zealand more and more which I think is a, a great thing because uh, we need those guys to be front and center and our tall ferns as well which is which is the wonderful thing as well both those teams are playing lots of games in New Zealand and um you know young Kiwi basketball fans are going to be able to have the chance to go and watch their their, their heroes play in, in person, which is a really cool thing. Well, speaking of fans, it's turning into participation and in numbers in the game of basketball. Probably the fastest growing sport 
in New Zealand at the moment. We've talked about it plenty on the show. Rugby is wavering. They're losing numbers. Basketball is growing immensely. And so for you, you must be proud to, to see basketball thriving in New Zealand. But when you think of it from a community point of view and the pathways, you've been in the system for a very long time. What do they do so well? Uh, yeah, it, it's wonderful to see that popularity just continue to explode and um, mm. I've been part of the, the Hoops and Schools program with Bass New Zealand which has just been a, a wonderful experience and you know, being able to travel to all sorts of nooks and crannies in different parts of New Zealand and, and putting up basketball hoops in schools and giving kids a, a chance to play because we go to all these schools and the kids love it, you know, basketball's their, their favourite sport most of the time and um, oftentimes mm. they don't even have a hoop there but that's becoming less and less of a thing now and we're getting plenty of hoops out there and giving kids a chance to play and um, awesome. you know, it's, it's one of those sports, it's pretty simple, you just need a hoop and a ball and uh, a couple of mates to get out there and play and it's awesome to see so many of our schools and parks around the country just full of kids going out there and, and hooping with their mates before or after school on the weekends, that's where it starts, you know, that's where that, that seed is planted, that's where it happened for me at school just playing with my friends and um, that's why I've loved being part of that program and I think that's the that's sort of the start of the process and um, as, as it translates we've got more and more kids playing at all levels and we just need to find enough courts for them. Yeah, it's always the, it's always about the space, right? Always about the space, Tom. Uh, you, you've said goodbye to the Black Singlet now but you've got another year uh, with the Breakers. Uh, game one of the season, if, you, if you're fit and ready to rock and roll, will be your 400th appearance for the Breakers. Uh, what do you want to achieve still in the game? What's left for you to achieve? Uh, yeah, well, I, it'll be it'll be cool to knock off that milestone, but it it hasn't been, it never has been about milestones or anything like that for me. It's about I just love playing the game, and you know, I think I said before last year it was never about winning a championship. It was about getting that enjoyment back, and felt that in leaps and spades, and just love being part of that environment again, and still feel like I've got plenty to give this team and contribute, and obviously. We want to go one step further and try and win that championship again. That would be an absolutely wonderful feeling. But um, I just love the experience of being part of that, being part of the team and pushing myself and challenging myself and um, all those good things that come along with sports. Uh, it's just wonderful to be a part of. And it's also great, you know, my kids are getting to that age where they're cutting, starting to understand what I do a little bit more now and can come and watch me and talk to me about mm. basketball a little bit more, which I absolutely love as well. So looking forward to that experience this year as well. Have you been casting your over? I was watching some clips yesterday of Barry Brown Jr. doing his thing overseas. <laughs> and then, you know, you got Gerald Brantley obviously um, chipping away. Like For the, for the breakers, um, you know, like what is the... We always want to know the, like who are the next recruitments coming through. Is there any big names that will come? They're like Barry Brown Jr., honestly, phenomenal with what he was able to do for the, for the Breakers. Is there any – are you able to lead us into any potential recruitments going forward and casting your eye on those boys overseas? How proud are you of seeing them fly on the Breakers' fleet? Yeah, shout-out to Barry first. Awesome to see him um, <laughs> killing it over in France with the, with the big fellow, Victor. Uh, you know, it must be a – an absolute, I don't know, being in, being in that spotlight, watch team, the amount of people and eyeballs watching that guy every night must be pretty cool. And one thing about Barry, he does love the spotlight, so he'll be lapping that up for sure. <laughs> his, uh, his game winner the other night against Asphalt, my old team, was, was cool to watch. So 
Um, no, we had a we had a really special group of imports this year. I think as you mm. could see, they they love being part of that our team and um, just embracing the Kiwi culture. And you know, I know the team is talking to those guys about getting some of them back, one of them back. But uh, you know, it's one of those ones that it's, it's a tricky tricky business mm. sometimes. Um, there's a whole lot of opportunities out there for those guys. But it's one thing about Modi; he has a he's a real eye for talent, and he'll he'll be able to find another another Barry if it's not Barry um, or another Jarrell if it's not Jarrell or DP um, you know there, there's a lot of talented players out there hiding in the rough and, and Modi's certainly got the eye for finding them. Is, is, is any of them uh, mate hiding in the rough here in our NZNBL like you've been watching watching the comp it's, uh, it's pretty good at the moment we've got some good players running around who's, who's impressed you? Yeah no it has been it's been really good um, Starting to get to the the pointy end of that season, which is great, and the, the cream starting to rise to the top. I uh, I think there's a lot of talent in that league in terms of guys who can step in and make an impact at the NBL level. There's there's uh, there's plenty of guys who could do that, and whether or not they get the opportunity um, is another question. I'd love to see a guy like um, Todd Withers down in Otago get on a mm. get on a NBL squad. I think he's had a a heck of a season um, and probably deserves to, to get another opportunity at an NBL level. Um, but, you know, it, it's tough. There's only so many spots there and um, the, the competition for those import positions is, is higher than ever. The, the quality of guys coming in, um, you know, you've got top-level Americans who are choosing between the EuroLeague and the NBL now. Um, so you're really getting the best of the best coming down here and it can be very tough to, to get one of those three import spots. Yeah, Todd Withers, I've got a SCNZ Otago Nuggets singlet from Todd that is signed, so I'll claim that one. Otago Nuggets, they were flying at the start of the season. I've also got a Tom Abercrombie singlet as well, which I found the other day. I might have to put it on, but it won't fit now. A few kilos heavier. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, but you look at the leaderboard. Obviously, Otago Nuggets started with a hiss and a roar. They're leading, they're undefeated, but they've dropped a couple, and now the Canterbury Rams have taken up the leaderboard with uh, the Auckland Tuatara. Is, there, is that a fitting ladder? Have they been the quality teams throughout? I was looking at Tavon Brown for the Rams. You've got Ty Wynyard who is doing extremely well as, uh, for the Rams as well. Yeah, I think that's pretty reflective of the Rams and the Tuatara yeah. and um, the Nuggets, probably the, the top three teams. The Nuggets are going to get a little boost soon with um, Ty Webster heading down there, which will... Help them out big time. Um, obviously, they got off to a great start, which just puts them in such a good position. You can bank five wins on the trot or whatever it was early on in the season. It uh, allows you a little, a little bit of wiggle room for that inevitable speed bump that um, you know, they've probably had re- in recent weeks. But I think they've got a really strong culture down there, and, and they'll be there at the end. Um, the Tuatara just got so much experience. Rob Lowe's playing some fantastic basketball. Um, then you've got the likes of Jared Weeks and... Rubes and uh, Cam Glidden as well. And shout out to Jared Weeks as well, who just announced his retirement from the from the NBL. Uh, former teammate of mine and a, a real journeyman who's uh, given a lot to the game. Uh, one of my one of my favourite teammates of all time. So congrats, Weeksy. Um, and then the Rams are just kind of, kind of quietly going about their business down there in Christchurch with um, Judd Flavel at the home at the helm. But uh, Ty Winyard's actually, I, th- I believe, he's if he hasn't gone, he's heading off to China soon to play in the three-on-three over there, which which changes their look a little bit. Um, But I think those three teams will be right there at the end of it. 
Beautiful. Well, let's cross over to the NBA, mate. No doubt you'd be casting your over the Joker, Jamal Murray, Caldwell Pope. Can the Heat find something, mate? Oh, I couldn't believe what I was watching the other day. They looked tired, didn't they? Yeah, well, that's understandable, isn't it? Coming off a pretty brutal <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, seven-game series, the Nuggets were very fresh, playing at um, yeah. 1,000 well, one million feet above sea level. It was always going to be tough for, <laughs> for the Heat to come in there and survive. But uh, it's one of those ones that you look at it and it's like, oh, man, the Nuggets have got this in the bag. But that's exactly where the Heat like to be, just written off and the complete underdog story. Um, so in many ways, every time I tell myself that the Nuggets have got this, I have to remind myself that um, <laughs> the Heat aren't going anywhere. So who knows what will happen? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We're looking forward to, uh, to that one, Tom. Hey, we had a uh, can't wait question of the day today, and I'd be keen to get your take on this. Uh, Wayne Smith got knighted, so he's now Sir Wayne Smith today. Of course, uh, King's birthday uh, holiday. Um, who's we've been talking about? Who the next person in New Zealand sport should be to get knighted? Who deserves a knighthood that doesn't have one yet? Uh, from I mean, from the world of basketball, is there is there somebody kicking around that you think probably deserves a bit of recognition that hasn't had it yet? Oh, mate, you put me on the spot here, eh? Yeah, I've got, <laughs> yeah uh, I have. Yep, sorry. That, that, Tiny not something I've been thinking about on my Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm currently watching the golf, so maybe Michael Campbell deserves a knighthood. Has he got one? <laughs> no, he hasn't. That's, that's, yeah. that's, a, fair, that's a fair shout, mate. It's a fair Sir shout. Tom Abercrombie? Yeah, then go on. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think, uh, I don't know, that, that's a tough one. Eh? There's so many people who have given so much to their respective sports in this country, and... Um, I don't think that I don't think I can just pluck a name out of the top of my head for something mm. like that. It, it deserves a bit of thought and um, everything. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of people who've done a lot of great things. So um, I'm sure whoever gets that next will be very deserving. But congrats to Wayne Smith. Um, very deserving. Well, in his own I'll life. do it for you. Pierre Cameron, Kirk yeah. Penny, Dylan Belcher. Um, you know, there's a couple of Stephen Adams potentially what he's done in the NBA. Point Henare, look, mate, there's plenty we could rattle off there. Surely, must be basketball's turn next. <laughs> Surely, yeah. we're not no, just going to have one night. Well, we'll have a round table the way you're going, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome, mate, Tom. Appreciate you getting up on your, your day off. Not a day off when you got kids, mate, so what am I on about? But thank you so much, and uh, well done on a beautiful international career, and all the best for 400 games when it comes to the uh, the NBL season later in the year, mate. Awesome. Appreciate your time. Cheers, lads. Always good having you on. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Tom Abercrombie there talking basketball with us. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, their real house of fragrance.